Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is, well, it can't be stunning, Steve, because it's already taken. We, it was vicious. Vicious. But Kyle's even like, well, he's like, well, you're a nice guy, so you're not really vicious. So, you know, I'll go with Savage. Okay. That, that Savage works. Steve. That works. And Delicious Dwayland Davis. Welcome back, sir. Hey, okay. everybody. Been a little underweather, him and his whole family. Yeah. With the exception of maybe one person. Is that one person, is he safe? Yeah, Caden's safe. Caden's like, it, it's like he's immune to everything. I think because he spends like, I think because he spends like 18 hours a day in his room. So it's and like, that, that's just on based on what, 16, <laughs> a 16 year old. That's what they yeah, do. Yeah. You know, but if he's like not catching anything, you know, any diseases, yeah, he's, he's the devil. Yeah. He, <laughs> I mean, so. he hardly gets sick of like anything. Like the last time that we all got COVID, he didn't get anything. And both my daughters, and my wife got COVID. I've been <laughs> sick, and he's just, hey, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that's why I always tell my daughter to, you know, because it used to be a lot of us, most of us get sick. Of course, she hangs out in a room, and, and she's no, like, why huh? do you get sick? That, that's why I stay away from everybody. It's like, no, you didn't get sick because you're the devil. <laughs> so, uh, but definitely welcome back. Uh, and, and we, so we weren't able to record Monday because, you know, uh, when you're yeah. sick, you're sick. Even if you're not the one who's sick, you're taking care of your family yep. who's yep. sick. And I'm pretty sure that was a weird text coming from me because I thought I was talking, talk, sending a text. <laughs> yeah, because I told my wife, I was like, yeah, Jalen Jay- can't make it. And somehow the conversation switched over to your conversation. <laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah I, was like, I was like, huh? <laughs> yeah, because I was like, yeah. Um, I said, you can't really record, you know, uh, and then to put it because his office is in the bedroom. I figured Hope would be laying down mm-hmm. in the bedroom mm-hmm. and it, you'd be kind of, well, I don't want to have you her throwing stuff at you while you're recording yeah, because shut up. get out <laughs> so, uh and i said also you know i said um he's trying to make sure caden doesn't get sick right you know and and then i looked and you, i saw the question marks i'm like okay what's going on talking oh my god <laughs> i'm like um I'm like man it's a good thing i didn't say the things about the packers i was saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh but but i was able and this actually came last minute um that night i got a message and i actually saw the messages a couple hours after the fact unfortunately but um roger ruffin had sent me a message uh across like facebook or well, actually twitter you know but just the he sent me a, a dm and mm-hmm. then noah noah gabriel had also sent me a dm as well asking you know hey can you um help him with the show oh absolutely oh yeah yeah i mean i hate that i missed that because you know noah's always a great interview so. yeah I, I mean and once again when we had a had a good time. Noah Noah is one of our our favorite people that we've had on the show. I mean, we'll just put that yeah. out there, and and yeah. it's not not a slap on anybody else because you know we've not had a bad interview yet. No, um, not at all. Um, but Noah just you know we just had seemed to have a really good time, especially when we had him and Sinclair both on. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, Ex- I, excellent stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know that, and they were button heads at each other. <laughs> yeah, you know, but that's what they do. Um. And speaking of Sinclair, there was something I was going to tell you. I meant, I'm, I meant to tell you after um, the last event down in Covington that I was mm-hmm. the last event I was able to go to. Period, actually, because of me traveling to Florida and then um, to help my daughter move. And because so I missed the Mount Orb show, uh, I'm like, I was like, I, I want, I don't want to miss a Mount Orb show. That, that's you know, but <laughs> had to miss the Mount Orb show. So the last one I've actually been to was the last event they had in Covington, okay. and. Yeah, so after the show, you know, of course, Sinclair was there, and I'm standing over by uh, Trey, you know, from mm-hmm. TNC. Yep. 
and Courtney, uh, and they have some other friends there. Well, Sinclair, and you have, you have to see this live to really appreciate when he does this. And he walks up to like Trey, sticks his hand out, and Trey, he's like, oh, no. And then Courtney, <laughs> he's like, oh, no. Walks up to me and shakes my hand. <laughs> like, see, he knows how to treat a guest. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I could help, but I just started busting out laughing. Um, because for those who have never actually like interacted with Sinclair, uh, Sinclair Octavius Bentley, you know, mm-hmm. I don't even think we, we just always call him Sinclair. We never use his full name. Yeah. He is one of the funniest people. Um, even yeah. when he's slamming somebody, you know, I mean, he is hilarious because he's he's very intelligent and so mm-hmm. when you can slam somebody with intelligence yeah you know i mean it, it because every time he's been on the show he's just had us just in tears laughing oh yeah you know so um and his he's another one that his wealth of wrestling knowledge is oh yeah just yeah off the charts i mean yeah um because he can explain stuff to us, um, even because he can also be a very serious person, you know, and mm-hmm. you know when yep. he be, um, and he's explained some stuff to us. Oh yeah, that's how this works, and this, this, this. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, they you always know, talk about. Uh, you always hear on different wrestling programs they talk about uh, somebody's wrestling IQ. Sinclair definitely has a high wrestling IQ. Mm-hmm. And. After the interview with Noah, apparently the very next day, there was a, another match announced for the Summer Sizzler. By the way, can you see the shirt? I still have I like it back that there. Shirt. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that, yeah, that's the one from last year. Um, yeah, for those of you who are, all, who are audio only, I have an NWF Summer Sizzler shirt from last year. It's actually hanging up right behind me. It was the same one I had hanging up behind me the, the entire time during the interview <laughs> with uh, Noah. And I was wearing Noah's shirt. of like, you got to get in the mood. And... I also have the figure of Wildcat Chris Harris on behind my other shoulder. Yep. You know, so, but Sinclair has actually been announced <coughs> in a new match uh, at Summer Sizzler. It is going to be a fatal four way. And I had it pulled up. And then, of course, I put my phone down and it all went away. Just went away. Yeah. Yeah. That's so annoying. But it is a fatal four way. It is Sinclair Octavius Bentley, Jack Phoenix, Nasty Russ. And DC, and it is a battle of the bad boys match. Okay. Um, let's see. Let me see if I can zoom in a little, little bit. Yeah, maybe. Um, cont- oh, a contenders match for the tri state title. Okay. Number one contenders match. Okay. <coughs> so, <coughs> excuse me. And honestly, I think the tri state title, I always think, think Sinclair because he had it for the longest time. Yeah. Yeah, as soon as I hear it, that's exactly who I think of. Yep. So, um, so that man, that's gonna be a <laughs> that's gonna be a pretty good match too. And the funny thing is, I'm sitting there looking at the names like they're all heels. Hmm. You know, and if you see a match with like multiple baby faces and no heels, they almost take it easy on each other. Yeah. You know, in a way, heels don't do that. No, heels they do get, not do that. They get nasty. Yeah. And you know, so uh, I think that'll be. I'm not even gonna try to predict who's gonna win that one because that that's anybody's game right there. Yeah. You know, so, uh, but I like honestly though I'd like to see Nasty Russ get it because he's been in there a while. You know, he's 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 one of their top veterans and he's been on AEW Dark and yeah, that's true. Uh, speaking speaking of Dark, Nikki Victory and Lord Crew both. That's on, true. On yeah. The same episode. That's true. Yep. Um, 
I, I oh man, I really wrong. I want to see both. I mean, I want to see a lot of people in the NWF, but them especially because they have been just mm-hmm. putting, putting their time in and putting their time in, and um, you know. So, uh, and if you've never seen them wrestle in person, I mean, seeing a video is one thing. You know, they're right. good watching a video. To see right. them in person, you're like, yeah, get them a major contract right now. Because you know, and you heard Roger Ruffin himself say Nikki Victory mm-hmm. has no ceiling. I mean, right. she, she really yep. doesn't. Uh, so, um, but tonight we're going <coughs> to, it's kind of a continuation because the news just keeps on coming about, mm-hmm. it's, it's almost like a current state of wrestling yeah. in a way. Uh, and I've noticed a lot of podcasts are doing that. So I, I, I've been actually been making it a point to not necessarily listen to them because I don't want to accidentally get influenced. Yeah. I've done the same thing. I've yeah. like, whenever we have a, like, say we had, like when we reviewed SummerSlam, I didn't listen yeah. to anybody else's review yeah because i didn't want here. to i didn't want that to inter- influence my opinions of the show or anything and i do the same when there's a lot of news going on yep so i stayed away from um wrestling with the truth uh which is an, a great yeah i just want to like, name some of the great podcasts uh ted really doesn't talk too much about you know well he, he does a little bit you know but he's he focused mostly on heels you know and that's the heel truth Mm-hmm. Because the, there's wrestling with the truth, and then there's the heel truth. Right. Both, yeah, both great podcasts. There's Smack Raw, uh, <coughs> and and botch botch spots and tear shots. That's a newer newer one that I've been listening to. Um, they're kind of this, almost the same one hmm. in a way. Um, but yeah, definitely go check out uh, those podcasts. Um, just I mean, I, and I hate having to like go. Hold on, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Want to listen and then start regurgitating the same things they're doing. Exactly. You know? You know, um, but they are great shows, though. You know, so I'd like to actually, if we can get a collaboration with uh, some that we've been on Ted, Ted's been on ours. I'd love to do that again. Um, yeah, those, yeah. um, because I mean, he's not number one in Antarctica and trending on MySpace for no reason. I mean, he's exactly, you know, yeah, award winning, critically acclaimed. Yep, and he puts us over. He really does all the time. Over. He really does. Yeah, um, and he's got. <coughs> you know, we, we said we're all going to have an empire. I mean, I think Ted's is actually growing bigger and yeah. bigger as it goes on because I mean yeah. he's doing a phenomenal job. Uh, but for our show, though, you can always contact us at at Armchair Booking Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us the same thing on, on Facebook at Armchair Booking Podcast. Same thing on Instagram at Armchair Booking Podcast. On Twitter at Booking Armchair, but on TikTok at Armchair Booking Podcast. Sorry, I gave you the wrong name the other day, dude, when I was <laughs> <laughs> giving you the login information. I don't know why I did that either. I was like, what did I tell? Oh, I do. <laughs> I did that. Uh, I'm Like I said, I'm just about to change the password and then just give you the new password. So <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. But anyway, um, but you can get our merch at tpublic.com slash user slash armchair dash booking dash podcast. Uh, you can find us on YouTube. You know that if you're watching us. But as far as audio platforms go, you can find us on just about any audio platform there is. If we're not there, let me, let Joyla know, and we will do what we can to get ourselves added. Uh, there's not many left that we're not on. Although the big yeah, one, I, I want to get on SiriusXM's podcast channel. Yeah. That, that's yeah. going to be a tough one, I will admit. That one, because yeah. um, that one, I mean, they they want people who already have like, you know, 100,000 viewers or something, yeah. I'm guessing, you know. Yeah. Um, or you may have to pay them a lot, but we'll have to see. Um. And <clears throat> excuse me, 
Oh, excuse me. You can also find Dwaylon on Twitter at fat underscore daddy 73. I always tag him in anything I post on the armchair booking on or, or the at booking armchair, um, you know, Twitter feed. Uh, well, I tag you in most things. Sometimes I just share stuff, but if mm-hmm. there's any, anything relating to the, our podcast, right. I always tag Dwaylon. Yep. Um, but you can also find Dwaylon at, you know, at big and fat on YouTube and TikTok. And you can also find my other podcast, uh, the cubicle chat, which recorded an episode last night, was finally able to upload it about 30 minutes ago <laughs> because <laughs> of some some issues I'm having with some of the software that's supposed to convert the file from one format to another format so it can be uploaded, having all sorts of issues. And finally, I found out I've actually had some other software. I could have done it for free this entire time. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, it's like, you know, Dorothy and her slippers. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, but is that everything? Did I get everything? Uh, I think you got everything. Yeah. Um, did you mention T Public? Yes. I mean, okay. Public. Making sure. Yeah. Cause Noah was absolutely giving me all sorts of crap the other day and he was laughing when, <coughs> when I was announcing that. Cause I actually want to do an interview. I, I probably, I, I try to announce those all at the end. Yeah. Our stuff anyway, at the end. Yeah. Um, and he started laughing because I took a big breath right in the middle of it. And I was like, all right, your turn. Come on, Ultimate Warrior. Do it, you know, <laughs> do it without blowing up. And, uh, yeah, no, we actually had a pretty good time with the with the interview, though. Um, yeah, so, no, I mean, yeah, he he's he is very much a student of the game. Like, oh, yeah. All aspects wrestling. Yeah. And I think, I don't know, um, I couldn't tell you necessarily what capacity it'll be in, but Noah's going to be involved with the wrestling business in some way, shape, or form for a very long time. Oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, so, and if you've ever been around him, you know, I mean, he he does just about everything there is right mm-hmm. now, or he or he is, has at some point. Yeah, so. he's got he's got that drive where he wants, it's like he wants to learn every part of the business. Yep. And, you know, so, I mean, he does their social media. He does a lot of the announcing. Of course, he wrestles. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's helped you know, with the stories and things like that, you know, yeah. and, and he's only, um, I, I think he told me he turns 23 this month. I know it's, it's crazy. Yeah. And I told him, yeah, I'm a lot older than that this month. <laughs> <laughs> I told him, I said, you were born right after my wife and I got married. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it, it was another fun interview and I got to think it's been, it's been a while since we did an interview. So that mm-hmm. kind of came at the, at a good time. Um, and you know, so definitely go, Go check them out if you haven't already. Yeah, thank you again, Noah. Yeah, thank um, you. And on kind of a sad note, and this is not a wrestling person, uh, we want to give our condolences to our friend um, who was on the show back in November. Unfortunately, his um, <coughs> his father passed away today. Yeah, you know, good man, real good man. That's yeah, you know, um, because he was one of those that if you had a father that you wanted to emulate he was it yeah he really was i mean even though him and uh him and our friend's mom you know they had been split up they were split up when i first met him yeah so, they were yeah they were already split when i when I, me and alan started yeah. being friends they had yep. already they had already been split up yep um but he did not use that as excuse well i'm not going to go see my kids he always always yep. had time for his kids mm-hmm. yep you know so I, I even told alan um i said yeah i said i had a lot of respect for your dad because of that and um, and his dad, I mean, he was just a very genuine person. So, yeah. um, 
you know, because Alan, he was a former guest on our show and mm-hmm. he's actually been a guest a couple of times on the, the cubicle chat podcast, you know, so definitely want to pass our condolences on to him and his absolutely. family, you know, so absolutely. So time to talk about a little bit of wrestling since we haven't been able to in since, um, about, uh, about a week, week and a half now, but let the Monday before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, or when well, no, it was the Monday. No, it was the Monday before we let, I don't remember anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. We did, the, we did the SummerSlam review on Saturday and then, but as far as wrestling news goes, yeah, it's been a while. It's been a minute since we talked about oh, it. Oh yeah. Cause we did the SummerSlam review on the Saturday uh, because I did not get back until late Friday night yeah. and we couldn't really record while I was on vacation because we thought about it, but it was the logistics of it. And then I was, I was going to have to pay like at least $20 to get a good internet connection. Yeah. In just for a day, $20 a day. No. I'm like, you know what? Um, you know, sorry to our listeners, you know, we just, we couldn't do it. We, we tried. Yeah. You know, um, just like last night, I actually, the internet connection I had there at the hotel, cause I was actually in Louisville last night as well mm-hmm. because of work. Uh, the internet connection there, there was also one of those, well, here's your free Wi-Fi. If you want more, you're going to have to pay five bucks. And like, you know what? I'm going to take my chances, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because there weren't as many people staying in that hotel <laughs> as what there were in right. the hotels, you know, around Disney. So, right. um, but a lot of interesting stuff happening. I could, you know, I could almost just go through the text that, uh, the news that you've sent to me. Um, one of which when we were talking about Ric Flair's last match, did either mm-hmm. one of us did, did either one of us call? Oh, he's going to pass that during the match. Yes, did yes, we? we did. Okay, yeah, I think we did. I, well, I don't know if we, I don't know if we predicted it. I think it was more of we we were afraid it might happen. Okay, that may have been. Yeah, I think that was more of it because we were, you know, neither of us really wanted Flair to do that match anyway, and it's like. And now, knowing what we know, it just cemented, you know, our fears. I mean, he's admitted that he passed out twice during that twice. match. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and if any anybody, if you haven't seen the ending of the match, uh, there's clips of it on YouTube, and it is just it. It's sad because. I haven't even watched any of it yet, so I need. I still didn't do that. I mean, he puts Jeff Jarrett in the figure four, could barely even do the turn. Really, the figure four, laid down to throw his leg over because you know he used to. He could do the spin, put his leg over, leg, and then fall back, and yeah. then fall back. No, he fell back first, put his leg over, and just laid there. Jeff Jarrett ended up getting pinned, even though both of them their shoulders were flat on the mat, but the referee counted three that Flair won the match, but like Flair could, Flair could hardly walk to the ring as it was. He was limping because he had a, he was going into that match with a foot injury. Yeah. I didn't, I knew there was something going on with him. Um, I wasn't exactly sure. Um, but, and I've seen a lot of, um, people involved, you know, actually people who have been with involved with wrestling for a long time, and they were talking about, you know, and, you know, the eyeball of respect they have for Ric Flair and that the fans need to just hush because if the man, like, you don't understand what it's like being in the ring. And I was like, all right, I'm like, all right, I get that. Don't worry. Yeah. I mean, 
I have a lot of respect for that. I just, I wouldn't want, okay. It was kind of like why Ricky Steamboat did not want to be involved, you know, because Steamboat was like, exactly. I'm not going to perform up to the standards that I feel I should be able to. Exactly. And this is the thing. He had probably the most perfect career end of a career that a wrestler could have. He was able to go out to on on a standing ovation at WrestleMania 24. Mm-hmm. He had a excellent match with Shawn Michaels. They told an incredible story. Yeah. And then got a standing ovation from 70,000 people. The next night on Raw, the entire locker room did the mm-hmm. tribute. They got the horsemen back together for it. You know, everything. There was your perfect ending. Leave it alone. There was no need to go to TNA because by then it was just sad. There was no need to do any independent stuff that he was doing, and there was absolutely no need for this final match. I mean, I've had I had friends that went and saw this, and they were like, you know, it was great to be there for Flair's final match, but it was like, this is what everybody – nope, people are not going to remember him for his retirement match at WrestleMania 24 now. That's the flair I want to remember. Exactly. They're going to remember the 73-year-old man who could hardly walk to the ring, who could hardly uh, get the big gold belt off. He wore the big gold belt to the ring, and he could hardly get the belt off. He wrestled in a T-shirt the entire time. Yep. Uh, now, that I have seen pictures of that, and... He's even said basically to the point, if you ever see him wrestling in a t-shirt, it's because he is not comfortable with the way his body looks. Right. <clears throat> but I mean, you're 73. What more do you have to prove? You are wild, widely considered to be the greatest world champion in the history of professional wrestling. Yeah. I, I watched a video the other day that showed unrecognized NWA world heavyweight championships. Flair had six unrecognized championship wins. From where? So, uh, Puerto Rico, uh, the Caribbean. Oh, Japan. okay. The ones uh, where it was basically like, wait, they had the title change down there because yep. if they didn't, that Flair was going to get his throat cut. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just and, but then, But then and some of them were like, he would lose the title. But then the person he lost it to uh, didn't want to win it however they want it, however they were booked to win it. So then Flair gave it back. So then as far as like WCW and WWE were concerned, they just considered that they just blended it in to, they said it was one continuous title run instead of him losing it and then getting it back in a few days. They did the Japan ones like that too. He lost because he lost it twice in Japan, once in the Caribbean, a uh, couple of times in Puerto Rico, but he had six. So that puts him at 22. He has 16 recognized world championships and six unrecognized. 22 world titles. The absolute greatest world champion. I mean, you can, you can keep your Hogan's and you can keep, you know, whoever. Ric Flair is the greatest world champion in the history of pro wrestling. Wildly, widely considered to be one of the absolute greatest wrestlers, the complete wrestling package yeah. of all time. 
<clears throat> and that's what a lot of people don't get. It's Flair was a tremendous wrestler. A lot of people want to say that Flair had the same match night in and night out. Everybody has the same match night in and night out to a degree because there's only so much you can do, especially if you're wrestling the same opponent. Yes. You know, especially when how they were doing, they were going city to city, town to town, wrestling the same opponent for months at a time. Yeah, you're going to get somewhat of the same match each time. But different people saw those matches every time. So the same crowd, it wasn't like watching Monday Night Raw and seeing the same match every week for two months. Yes. Everybody's oh. everybody's seeing that same match. But back in the territory days, everybody didn't see the same match. You could have the same match with the same guy, and it was different for everybody because everybody was seeing it for the first time. And, you know, if you watch a lot of Flair's um, matches before, I mean, he started getting up in age. And, and yeah. when, like like you famously said, the only thing I have left is a chop and he dropping a woo. Yeah. You know, you look at some of the older matches, like look at him and Harley in the cage. Oh, yeah. You know, what move did Ric Flair use to win that match? A flying body press. Exactly. It was an ugly look. His fly body press was ugly. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like Ricky Steamboat, you know, where he yeah. just looks majestic. With yeah. Flair, it was like, he almost like, almost like he fell off the top rope. Yeah, exactly. It, <laughs> but, it, it always did. Well, yeah. Look, look at his match with, um, was it, was it Starcade 94? Was him and Vader? Was that 93 or 94? Oh, uh, I want. It was in. It, it uh, had to be 93. No. It may have been 93 because 94 Hogan, by the time Starcade 94 rolled around, Hogan, Hogan was, there. was there. That's right. So it was so, Starcade 93. Flair, Flair put his career on the on the line <coughs> to get a yes. shot at Vader. They were in Charlotte. Flair won that match with a roll-up. Yeah. I mean. That's, that's the one Vader, I was like, okay, Vader's coming off the top rope. I don't know how yeah. Flair is going to counter it. Vader jumped and Flair grabbed him and t- turned him over into yeah not really a power slam but managed to i was like yeah. this is why rick flair was such a good wrestler and i actually said this yeah. i know kind of a comparison of strange comparison about pompano joe when i was talking to mm-hmm. noah the other day I said pompano joe was a veteran he's been in he's been in the business a long time right i said he always finds a way to win Exactly. Ric Flair always found it was n- not always the figure four. It was not always the body. It was not always. I mean, it was always yeah. something he all he could always pull a win out. Yeah. And and the thing with Flair, too, Flair is on that short list of wrestlers that made absolutely everybody he was ever in the ring with. Yes. Look much better. He's always said that, too. He said, my job is to make every guy that I step in the ring with look a million times better than he could ever look on his own. He's like, because that, as the world champion, that is your job. Your mm-hmm. job is to put butts in the seats, represent the company, and make everybody and make everybody that you're in the ring with better. Yeah. I mean, look at the look at the matches he had with Luger. I mean, no disrespect to Lex Luger. Lex Luger was fine. He was, you know, he was a bodybuilder, power he had, guy. He had the body. Lex Luger. I he mean, had the body. Yeah. He had the torture rack. You know, he had the look. You know, he was an athlete. Not taking anything away from him. But he looked like a million bucks in those matches with Flair because Flair mm-hmm. sold his tail off for every single thing. Like a shoulder tackle from Lex Luger to Flair looked like Flair made it look like that Luger broke his back. Yeah. On a shoulder tackle. And yeah. I mean, Flair just, Flair gave, willingly gave himself to his opponents 
to make them look so good. And I just hate that he's tarnishing. I feel like he's tarnishing that legacy. And I mean, people, you know, feel free to, you know, you know, let us know what you think about this. But I feel like that he's tarnishing his legacy because there's no need for this. There's no need to be at 73. There's no need for him to be putting his health in jeopardy like this. And he said that he wanted to go out on his own terms. You did that. You did that already. <laughs> I mean, more, uh, what more do you need? And I feel like it's, and I hate to say this, but I feel like a lot of this is a money grab because you he know, actually said it was not because uh, um, he he said this he's like this is not this is not for the money. I have money, like well, then it's for like, the attention because that's another thing he always loved was exactly. It's either for the attention or for the money, and. Flair gets married faster than I change socks. So I'm sure he's still paying alimony to somebody. I mean, he's been married five times. And every time he gets divorced, he ends up having to pay alimony, which is uh, why he ke- was why he kept wrestling long after he should have retired. Yep. Um, and if, in case y'all want to enjoy on socks, you know, he and I both are diabetics. So we have to change socks quite a bit. <laughs> so, <laughs> yep. So, yep. Um, yeah. Yeah, just if you don't believe me, go ask a doctor about diabetes and socks. <laughs> yeah. Diabetics are not supposed to walk around barefoot. Yeah. Um, but in other news, <sighs> there's more things coming out about hush money from back, <laughs> what was it, 2009? I just looked at it. You, that you yeah. sent to me. Yeah, I think it was 2009. Um, another, there was another $5 million that was, um, basically undeclared by Vince McMahon. Oh, two people in 2007 and 2009. Uh, We are currently up to $19.6 million worth of hush money that Vince McMahon has allegedly paid to uh, different women to keep them quiet about affairs or possible you know, sexual assault allegations, things of that nature. And it's like, at this point, it's like, you know, the dollar amounts keep coming up. The more allegations keep coming out there. To me, it's like, there's got to be some legitimacy to this because too many, too many people are coming forward with things. Mm-hmm. Too much money is showing is coming up undeclared. Yeah. And it's like, and that's, it's, it's, it's not this, not the same at all as far as the Ric Flair thing, but it, as far as what their legacy is, Vince McMahon's legacy should be I was the most successful promoter in the history of professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. I took, I took my father's company and made it an absolute global phenomenon. I have, I have employed, some of the greatest wrestlers in the history of pro wrestling. Instead, his legacy will be, I paid women to cover up, I paid women off to cover up affairs. I paid women off to keep quiet about possible sexual assault. That's what Vince McMahon's legacy is going to be now, which is sad because... I just feel like it just tells you the kind of, I mean, we all kind of speculate the kind of human being Vince McMahon was anyway, 
just the things that he's done on screen and the things, the storylines that he's tried to push and things of that nature. But it's just sad. And I hate it for his family, especially his yep. grandchildren. Yeah. It's like, because I mean, and that's always the thing. People don't think you know, like your kid, the kids are the ones who suffer the humiliation the most because mm-hmm. they don't really understand what's going on. They just know what they're hearing in the news. Yep. So it's like, you know, what is, what are his grandchildren thinking? Cause he's got two, you know, he's got two grandsons by Shane and he's got two grand, three granddaughters. By From Stephanie. Stephanie. Yeah. And especially his granddaughters. But yes. I mean, but his grandsons too, it's like, cause I've had this conversation with, with my kids about different things. And it's like, you know, I've always said, I want to be the type of man that my son wants to be and the type of man that my daughters want to marry. There you go. I think it's a perfect way to put it. And for Vince, it's like, is this how you want your grandsons to behave? And is this the type of behavior that you want your granddaughters to accept as normal? And it's, and, it's, it's just sad that this is going to be his legacy. And, you know, you don't hear of any scandals like this with Shane. No. Um, nope. And Shane, I mean, he distanced himself from the company <coughs> uh, for, what, seven years, eight years when mm-hmm. he was doing some yep. business thing over in China. And, you know, so yeah. he, uh, he was he wanted to do it on his own. Yep. Um, then he comes back and he was working. Some of that was kind of weird. The whole if you lose, you know, I'll give you control of Raw if you win. But if you lose, you don't get it. Then he lost. He's like, well, you can have it anyway. You yeah. know, that, that didn't make any sense. No. Um, but then, of course, Shane really honked up the Royal Rumble. <laughs> yeah. Threw himself in it. They had Orton go on. You know, somebody's music hit at the wrong time. And so Orton's like, you need to get out there. That's your music. Yeah. Um, I don't remember who it was now, but um, do you know what I'm talking Actually, it, yeah. may have been, it may have been Shane, actually. It was Shane. Yeah. yeah. Because it was supposed to be Orton. <coughs> Yeah. Orton was supposed to be the next person. <clears throat> yep, but they played well, Shane's, Shane's music. music. Yep. Um, but Vince basically fired him not long after that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, so they've he's had some he's had some clashes with his dad. Yeah. Um, but Shane also has a son who's about to attend the University of Indiana on a football scholarship. Mm-hmm. And yes, I realize Indiana is not a football powerhouse. They've had decent teams in the past but indiana of course i mean it's known as more of a basketball when it comes to sports anyway known as a basketball school they're still in the big 10 exactly so they're I mean, playing they're still credible, opponents they're still a credible program so yeah no so uh but i said something to man because they're not going to give scholar uh, an athletic scholarship to just the billionaire's grandson yeah they still have to earn it that has to yeah. be approved by the school and everybody else to give this person uh, or at least I did he get a scholarship? I know he's going to be on the team. Uh, I think he did get a scholarship. Okay. Um, but I mean, I know they didn't want a whole lot of hoopla raised about it. Um, no, it was kind of really, I didn't know anything about it. ESPN was the one who, um, reported it. That's when I, that's where I heard it. It popped up on my ESPN app when, uh, when it happened, of course, ESPN reports on, you know, wwe so they kind of have that affiliation so but yeah they kept it like 
pretty pretty low key. Yeah, and I think that was probably at Shane's request. Probably, you know, you know because every every time James Laurinaitis was in a game, you know, they'd make some kind of comment about, oh yeah, he's Road Warrior Animal's son. Yep. You know, and even Animal, um, Joe Laurinaitis. There's a lot of speaking of Laurinaitis. We're going to come and talk about another Laurinaitis. Yeah, here in a bit. But he was like, "Let my son be his own man." Exactly. You know, like, let he he's, you know, this is his accomplishment. Not, you know, it wasn't right. Animal's accomplishment. It was his son's. So let him do that. It's kind of like with uh, Rick Steiner and Braun Breaker. It's like, yeah. you know. We all knew first time I saw Braun Breaker, I'm like, okay, that's Rick Steiner's kid, you know, with his uncle, with his uncle's voice. But yeah, because <laughs> he's a perfect blend. He looks like yeah. his dad, sounds like his uncle, but it's like they've let him, and it was his idea to do Braun Breaker. I thought it was something that they gave him. It was actually his, his choice to go by a different name because he wanted to do it on his own. He didn't want people yep. thinking that, oh, I'm pig piggybacking off, you know, my world famous father and uncles, you know, off their name. I wanted to do it myself because I could have easily just let him go, you know, be a Steiner. Mm -hmm. But, you know, he wanted to do it on his own. And I, you know, I respect that. And I feel like that's what Shane's doing with his son. It's like, this is his accomplishment, so let him right. have that moment. I mean, it's kind of like uh, kind of a non-wrestling comparison, non-sports comparison, actually, but um, Nicolas Cage. Yes, yes. You know what his real name is? Coppola. Coppola. Yep. yep. He did not want – he said, I do not want to be known as Co – I, I want to earn this on my own. Yeah, yep. And he's, he's absolutely done that. Yep. And, I mean, granted, he's one of the strangest people <laughs> – yeah, but you I know. think that's what I think that's part for me. That's part of his appeal, and yeah. it's like he can do the really weird stuff, but then he can do more subdued stuff, like uh, Leaving Las Vegas, which mm -hmm. he won won the Oscar for. Uh, Lord of War was a an excellent uh, role that he did, but uh, yeah, another thing he he wanted to do it on his own. He didn't want to piggyback off his family's name. Yep, um, and he also did National Treasure, which I'm sorry, I I actually like that movie. <laughs> Hope Hope loves Hope loves those movies. She's yeah. she wishes they'd do another one. I think they are. Oh, cool! I have yeah. to tell her. So, um, but anyway, before we start going down another rabbit hole, <laughs> that by the way, um, that'll be that, that'll have to be a, a subject of one of the Cubicle Chat podcasts. Is, yeah, you know, rabbit holes. Um, mm -hmm. but when you know when I say Shane's never had the kind of scandal that Vince has had, mm -hmm. thankfully. No. Stephanie can't say the same thing, though. Stephanie can't say the same thing, no, because, I mean, she was having an affair with Triple H while Triple H was with China. Well, he, so, he was engaged to China, living yeah. together, and... Yeah, and they were having an affair, so, yeah, she can't really say that. Um, But, yeah, Shane has avoided the family scandals. Yep, um... I don't know if Linda's really had her own scandals, but by affiliation, it actually uh, cost her. They said the election, you know, a couple of oh, times yeah. that she ran, they're yeah. like, you allow, well, you knew this was going on and you yeah. never addressed it. So we exactly. can't. Exactly. Get... And that's the thing. It's like she stepped down as CEO when she decided to run, you know, run for the Senate. Mm -hmm. But everybody knew 
who she was married to. Everybody, you know, lots of people knew what Vince's behavior was. You know, Vince has already had several asterisks next to his name as mm-hmm. far as the, the steroid controversy and, you know, having to go, the federal government taking him to court and things like that. And like you said, it's like there's no way that Linda could not have known, especially as the CEO of the company, there's no way she could not have known that what, as far as financially goes, what was going on. And she yep. just, it's like she turned a blind eye. Yeah, and by I mean, turning a blind eye in public opinion is everything. And in public opinion, it's like, well, you condoned his actions because you never put a stop to it. Because you never put a stop. And you never even attempted. Addressed, yeah, you never, you didn't address it. You didn't acknowledge it. You just nope. kind of, you know, you're playing Timmy Wynette, stand by your man. Yeah. After, after a while, you got to say, time to move on. And I think she actually had, finally has moved on after 50 years. Yeah. Um, but, but, they're still there from what i understand they're still legally married but she moved out a long time ago yeah um and if you go listen to chris jericho his one of his latest podcasts he actually has dave Meltzer um on as his guest mm-hmm. and yes i realize dave Meltzer. sometimes i mean you do have to kind of think okay he doesn't know this personally it's always information fed to him yeah um but this the way he was explaining also how Vince McMahon still owns like 38% of the stock. He is like yeah. the largest stockholder. Yeah. So he could in theory still make some decisions, but they won't be allowed because he's already been ousted. Yeah. yeah so, um, yep. but yeah, he, <coughs> uh, Meltzer goes into a really good explanation on how that all works, mm-hmm. you know, because it is one of the things it's like, he may not be, up there anymore but he's still because he's a stockholder he's still making money off of it yeah he's Um, still making money but i'm sure the board is like you're over there yeah he 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 has yeah yeah you're persona non grata over there yep sorry but you know because they you know they don't want the company to fall apart and as long as he is has any position of power in that company they're going to lose, you know, advertising, sponsorships, mm-hmm. all kinds of things, because no company wants to be associated with a company that the person at the top has all of these terrible accusations swirling around them. It's like, I would, you know, if I was a company, I wouldn't want to be associated with that. Yeah. I mean, and, and we, even again, know- it makes you, it makes it look like that, oh, well, you know what he's doing as well, and you're turning a blind eye so you can make money and do business. So that makes you almost as bad as he is because you're condoning his actions because you're still willing to do business with him. And, you know, we know this now as well, you know, because uh, I mean, I'll say, hey, we're podcasters. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, now we don't have the, the wide spotlight like they do. You know, right, how, right. But, but on Twitter, for example, Anytime you like something, uh-huh. everybody will, sees it. They see it. Yeah. And that's why, you know, there's certain, certain wrestlers who we are friends with. Yeah. I've seen some of the stuff that they go like, and I'm like, mm, yeah, dude, there, that's why there are things that there are things that I will like, and there's things that I will retweet, but there are also things that 
I might read it and like it, but I don't hit that like button because, you know, people you, know you, what, men, you mentally like it. You don't actually. Yeah, push, I don't push actually the hit the like. Yeah, I don't actually yeah. push the heart because, you know, I am part of the podcast and I'm not trying to give us, you know, I'm not right. trying to have anybody potential listeners or current listeners. I don't want them looking at it and been like, oh, well, if he's a, if, you know, if that's what he's about, I don't want to, you know, right. I'm not even going to give their podcast a chance or I'm just going to quit listening to them. I don't want to have an adver- adverse effect on the podcast. And there's, there's one wrestler in particular I could tell you about off, off the air. Um, nice kid. You know, um, he has his wrestling social media. Then he has his personal social media. Mm-hmm. And of course, his wrestling social media, you know, it's it's about wrestling. Yeah, it's personal. I'm like, okay, he's all about smoking weed, and then he's, <laughs> he posts a lot of, you know, just I just put bluntly just some vulgar type mm-hmm. stuff that I'm like, dude. I mean, I was I was kind of a mess back in junior high and freshman year of high school, but I would, man, I wouldn't even say some of the stuff you're saying. <laughs> you know, ooh. Um, and, but, you know, they don't think about that because, I mean, I've thought about telling them, dude, you need to clean that up <coughs> because yeah. if <coughs> if, I, if I'm seeing it, of course, I mean, we, you know, we're friends with him, but yeah, like, think about other people. They can, because your personal and your your business, your wrestling, when they are connected and it won't take much to figure out who you are, your real name. And they'll go when they'll look at that. And, and in, in some cases could be, okay, I don't want to hang out with them. Some cases maybe I don't want my kid. Yeah. You know, yep. you know, so because parents, parents have a voice. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, Dwight and I are parents. We're very proud to be parents. We love mm-hmm. being parents. And, you know, um, so like you said, the public persona right now of the WWE, now the, it's getting the people are, some people are like, I told you, yeah, I told you it's fake, even though it has nothing to do with it. You know, <laughs> but yeah. it's like, no, this is a very real situation. I don't yeah. know why you're, um, but like we said, Stephanie had the, the thing when she and Triple H got together, mm-hmm. it was a relationship that was based on deceit. Now they've made it work. Yeah. You no. Know, so not all relationships are like that fail, but same time, you know, Stephanie, everything. Now she's the co-CEO with Nick Khan, the way Meltzer was explaining it. She d- is doing the wrestling portion. Nick Khan, he's a businessman. Okay. Who doesn't know a lot about the wrestling. And I think eventually Stephanie is going to learn enough about the business side of it. Yeah. Before, you know, before she was the brand officer. Right. You know, right. which is, I mean, it's a certain executive position. It's, you yeah. know, um, <coughs> but you're more with the brand, you're more concerned about like the marketing strategy, mm-hmm. you know, yep. how do you get us out there to advertise and things like that? And I thought she was decent, even though there are some things we were both like, cause you and I talked about it even before we even had the podcast. We're like, Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know who the brand officer is. Yeah, that's Stephanie. We know yeah. that's why that's not doing so hot. Yeah, because she and so, but I mean now, but you could tell she actually has a passion for the business. Oh yeah. Um. Apparently, she and Shane don't always get along either. Yeah, because I think they have two. I think they have two different visions of how WWE's business should be, of how things should be ran. And I think she has, I mean, you got to think she, she came up learning from Vince McMahon and then mm-hmm. she's been married to 
Triple H. She's been with Triple H since like '98. Um, no, it was after that. Um, he was still with China in '98. Or was it '99? I was thinking it was more like 2001, 2002. Well, I know. Well, I, from what I understand, when they were started doing the, um, like the Armag, when they started doing the, <coughs> excuse me, the uh, McMahon Helmsley era stuff, like at, oh, uh, that wasn't that was in 2000. You're right. Yeah, and I'm, uh, uh, yeah, I'm like way at, off on that at Armageddon because, like, in November of '99, they had the wedding. With that you know, was the test and test. I, I Stephanie and take yeah. <laughs> Triple H took did the, the drive through wedding thing. From what I've read, they had been dating before. They'd been dating right around the time that the their on air couple was conceived. So I think it was late ninety nine, early two thousands. Yeah, because um, the WrestleMania two thousand is when they had the McMahon in every corner. Yep. But okay. you got to think she's been with Triple H for you know twenty plus years. Yeah, she has a brilliant mind for pro wrestling. He really and does. I don't feel like Shane has that same. Not to say that he doesn't respect pro wrestling, uh, but Stephanie was always the one that was groomed for the business. I think Vince kind of took the same idea that his dad took with him. I don't think he really wanted Shane in the business. I think that's why he had Shane setting up the ring and being a referee yep. and different things. Uh, because I think he, I, I think he wanted to discourage Shane from getting in the, into the business, which is the same thing that Vince Senior did to Vince McMahon. Uh, you know, he had him be an announcer and be a referee and different things. Cause Vince senior didn't want Vince to be Vince always had aspirations of being a pro wrestler. And his dad was like, no, you're not doing that. Uh, did you ever hear, um, there was, they were saying Vince actually did wrestle under a hood sometimes. Oh, did he? I didn't know yep. that. Yeah. I, so his dad wouldn't find out about it. Right. You know, um, I'm sitting there looking Shane. He went, um, he went to Boston university, actually same as, um, Stephanie, when she went to college, she went to Boston university but Stephanie, her degree is in business. What is Shane's? I mean, he just says he went to Boston University. I know he finished. I wonder if it um, was like marketing or something it, like that, it or may, advertising or something. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me because I mean, he's really good. And he, well, he has he started his own company, I, Ideanomics. Yeah, from the ground up, he started. The yeah, whole so, so I mean, like, he he wanted. Oh, he's part of the owner of the Indian Larry Motorcycle Shop because. Uh, of course, the Indian motorcycles—they're like, almost like the precursor to Harley's. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. So, um, so every once in a while, you can still find it if you ever get one of those kind of all subject. Yeah, hold on to that thing because it'd be very, very valuable. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, okay, I was looking. Um, it said he also started Roger Williams University first before he went to Boston University. Hmm. Um. Okay, I mean, I can't spend too much time looking for it, but um, um, uh, he was also born in Maryland, of all places, hmm. in Gaithersburg, Maryland. Uh, media and marketing, yeah, there you go, it, which makes sense. I mean, yeah. that's yeah, that's that's kind of what I figured because it makes sense what he's been, you know, what he's been able to do. Okay, it makes sense that he was he would major in that. 
and and it's not that you know of course you know Stephanie has a business degree and it's not that you you have to have a business degree to um be a CEO because I mean there's been plenty Vince well no Vince actually had a he had a business degree from mm -hmm. East Carolina yep um but that's not a requirement and I'll be the first one to say having a degree does not mean necessarily that you're smart it does not make you smart no um because I have I have a master's degree you know what that means it means I've written a lot of papers <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know um and and my master I mean I have a, a master's in business administration Am I ready to be a CEO? Not on your life. Nah. You know, yeah. um, I have a degree and my 13 year old daughter is brilliant and she's, she's way smarter than I was at 13. And I know how, well, I mean, I didn't know you at 13. I didn't meet you until we were like 15, but I mm -hmm. knew you were smart then. <laughs> so 15 ain't too far removed from, uh -uh. you know, 13. Yeah. Um, she's already been skipped twice. Wow. She's, um, a, thir she's a 13 year old freshman. Ooh, okay. I mean, like I said, I mean, I knew, I knew Savannah was smart. Um, and I've always liked Savannah anyway, because the very first time I ever met her, she gave me a hug and said, I love you. Cause I, I was bringing y'all, you know, clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but then I get, I also say, you know, that we're both smart, but then, you know, some of the girls we dated in high school, it, it kind of makes you wonder about that. Yeah. That's more of a common sense thing. <laughs> I don't, I don't chalk that up. The lack of intelligence. I chalk that up to, uh, lack of common sense and poor decision making <laughs> you walk away and walk away like man he's still with her oh good lord <laughs> yeah i uh, mean they, I've, been, I've been divorced twice and those were poor decision making so hey I, 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 once and yeah same <laughs> thing make sure you know, cause, i mean i usually don't talk about it a lot you yeah. know um like here um because yeah late he's out playing video games and uh um yeah but see mine only lasted we got married in october separate in january divorced in may oh wow yeah. Okay. So, you know, so that says, I mean, it was, um, it's so, so everybody's a starter marriage. No, it was not no. a starter marriage. It was, um, I was being, you know, I, unfortunately I was hooked up with a gold digger and she, you know, took all the gold because I didn't have a lot of gold to take. Right. And once the gold ran out, she found the next guy and right. she did. I mean, uh, but anyway, enough about, enough about all that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think Stephanie, because I don't even know. Well, it's not that groomed isn't necessarily the right word. I just, when I hear the word, you know, oh, she's being groomed. I'm like, yeah, now I shouldn't, <laughs> I shouldn't think. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Cause I mean, that's always been the term as far right. as like, management or things go. But I mean, she's, yeah, groomed does have a terrible connotation and to unfortunately it. Unfortunately, now. now, especially with um, all the, you know, like the Harvey Weinstein stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, but she's been, She's been taught the business. She's been taught, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <coughs> I think she was always being, we'll say being prepared. Yeah. She was always being prepared for a top spot in that company. So it makes sense that she's the CEO and the chairwoman of the board. Yep. Um, which means that chief brand officer, I don't know if they've ever, if they filled that slot up um, yet, but Meltzer actually pointed out he said when Stephanie McMahon, remember, because she stepped down and she was away from the business. She had to yeah, leave she absence. was, she was taking, yeah, she was taking time off and they were like, you know, we figure Stephanie will be back, but we don't know. There's no time frame on right. when she'll be back. And then all of this came out and then she was interim chairwoman of the board and interim CEO. And then 
it finally dawned on Vince that I need to I need to step down like, before they before they just push me on out before they step you down. Yeah, exactly. So then she took you know she took over the positions permanently, and then segueing into a Laurinaitis. Yes, old clown shoes. <laughs> which he, he was the first one that was gone, yep. which we, we had already said he was going to be the scapegoat. He was going to be the first one out the door when all these allegations started. Well, then Triple H came back. You know, he said he was healthy and he, you know, talked to some of the, talked to the NXT people, said he was back. And then kind of like in no time, he was put in as, uh, the head vice of talent relations. Yeah. yeah, the head of yeah, vice president of talent relations, mm -hmm. and then the next thing you know, you know, I'm you know, we're talking back and forth, and you see see the news thing where Triple H is now head of creative. Because mm -hmm. we always, <laughs> I figured that it would be, I figured it would be Bruce Pritchard because that was Vince's right hand man. You know, I figured Bruce was going to be over creative and that was that's initially what happened for a week and then yeah. the company's like nah nah we're gonna put triple h in that spot and you can tell <coughs> triple h is definitely in charge of creative because mm -hmm. for the first time in years i've actually watched a full episode of smackdown and i watched this week's this past week's raw and i intend to watch tomorrow smackdown in, in its entirety and i haven't done that in i mean five six years i've not oh done. yeah and do you remember it was um like early last month uh, early july and i was actually got a chance to watch actually sit down and watch smackdown mm -hmm. and i was texting you going i don't think they're ever going to have a match yeah you know uh, i'm like this is ridiculous. So like we're 25 minutes in before they, they even have an entrance. Mm -hmm. And I was giving up like what? And I, I tallied up like the number of minutes and I said, it was around 20 minutes total wrestling. Uh, one of the things it was on one of the pockets that may have been Meltzer or maybe um, when it was like, like wrestling uh, with the truth, they actually uh, brought up they said yeah they actually said the date i mean it was like the, they i think they said nine july and i'd have to look on um whatever you know that it was a, a friday in july which it had to been like eight july then the first or the eighth mm -hmm. of july um that the they said there was 19 minutes of wrestling yeah on a two-hour re wrestling show <coughs> yeah and because it was it was all skits and promos yeah and I mean, promos are great, but if you don't have the matches to back up the promo, then what's the point? And I mean, like, promo is only part of the story. And we've always said that you should have the any kind of promos, it, a promo to promote the exactly. wrestling. Exactly. And every other wrestling company in the world, and they are taught in wrestling schools whether it be bone crushers, whether it be the monster factory, yep. whether it be like OVW, any of them, you're, you are to promote the action. What's going to, the reason why you're having this action in the ring. Yeah. It's not the other way around with the way this man was doing it, where he was more concerned about the entertainment aspect of it, where their match in the ring is to help enhance 
the stuff going on outside the ring. Yeah. And because I, I think Amy said the point, it's like, yeah, I said, all the people there at SmackDown, they all paid, you know, if someone paid like a, probably a couple thousand dollars a ticket, like in, if they're in the front row, mm-hmm. to sit there and watch a video. Yep. You know, with a little bit of action in the ring, but mostly to watch a video. Yeah. I said, oh, I'd, be, I, I'd be pretty pissed about that. Oh, yeah. Me too. <laughs> I mean, speaking of uh, front row seats, um, WrestleMania next year, front row seats start at $12,500. Oh, I got that. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. It's like, yeah, I just got that yeah. sitting in the closet. It's yeah. like, yeah, and, and not I, a, in cash. We're, and we're yeah. talking like different currencies. Yeah. And here's Don't ask thing, any questions. Though, it's like, but, but sitting up front, sitting front row is a lot of times is a detriment because I mean you the ring is like here, so you're you're not yeah. seeing everything that's going on. Especially if they're on the the other side, the like the other corners or the other mm-hmm. side of the ring doing things, you can't really see where you're you know, where you're sitting there. You just gotta hope I hope they come over here and do most of the stuff. Uh where is WrestleMania? Is that the <coughs> is that the one in Los Angeles? Yeah. Okay. Um, it could also be because it's Los Angeles, and I mean, it could be, I mean, but if it was me, I'd I'd be in the nosebleeds again. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, like there they are, right down there. Yeah. It's like, hey, <laughs> but, just put that screen up. That's how you know. But you know, I, um, just judging by you know some of the the tweets we've seen and some of the the other comments we've seen, I even got a text from our friend Randy. Mm-hmm. He, he texted me. He was watching Raw. Was it this past Monday? Mm-hmm. And he said, Raw is actually watchable now. It was. I mean, this is actually two weeks in a row. I've watched two episodes of Raw and an episode of SmackDown since Triple H has uh, been in charge of creative. And it's actually been a very watchable show. Tommaso Ciampa's getting a push, which he should have been from Finally! The time, from the time he Man. got to the main roster. Bobby Lashley is being presented as their as a you know bobby lashley is always credible with everything mm-hmm. he does but he's the united states champion and they're actually making the united states championship seem important and that's what they should have been doing you know the mid-card titles are there for a reason they're supposed to either elevate some either elevate somebody new to the main event scene or in some cases it's to rehab booking mistakes mm-hmm. for someone which yes. is what they've done to Bobby Lashley in the past. They stuck him in that feud with Omos and so I feel like the US title will rehab him and move him back to the main event and he's excited about being the United States champion he looks like a champion, you know, conducts himself like a champion mm-hmm. um, he had a great match with Tommaso Ciampa on this past Monday's Raw so I'm I'm happy about that. I'm happy that Champa is getting uh, more focus. Um, they brought back uh, brought back Karrion Cross on SmackDown. Yep. Him and Scarlett with the the music and the entrance and all that. Yeah. Um, they're getting a do over. Yeah, thankfully. Uh, Dexter Loomis is back. He showed up at the end of Raw. I don't know what they're going to do with him, but he's always an entertaining character. So they're going to bring him back. They said Triple H is not done 
bringing people in. They've uh, Shawn Michaels has already reached out to Johnny Gargano to see if they can get uh, get him to come back. Um, and the team, think? well, the faction I sent you the text about that day, and for certain, the life of me, I could not remember their name because they they had them on there. I was like, okay, they look like they're going to get. What do you mean they're released? Yeah, yeah talk about hit row. Yeah, um, trying to think. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, he's goes by AJ Francis on the independent scene. He was, I forget his name. He was the the tall, you know, broad guy, um, in Hit Row. Um, but yeah, they released them. At least uh, he was Isaiah Swerve Scott in WWE, but he was uh, he's Shane Swerve Strickland is what he always went by everywhere else. He's half of the tag champions in the AEW with Keith Lee. Keith Lee was another one that they, Vince released because yeah. how could you not find something for Keith Lee? How did how did you not hmm. how did you not strap the rocket to Keith Lee and put him to the main event? Could you imagine the matches he could have had with Bobby Lashley over the WWE oh title? I mean, two <coughs> now yeah. Lashley is more cut. Keith Lee is just like big corn fed. Yeah. Uh, you know, what is it Jim Jim Ross said? Uh, I can't remember how he said it, but I don't uh, remember either. I know I I, I can remember like hearing something, it. <laughs> it's something in a mile wide, but I can't for the life of me think of what it is. <laughs> but that's a perfect description. But it's like he's another one. I always talk about being able to relate to wrestlers. As much of a fan as Bobby Lashley, it, uh, I am. And I am. I think Bobby Lashley is one of the best things about WWE. Physique-wise, I cannot relate to, no. to Bobby Lashley. <laughs> I can relate to Keith Lee. He is just a big, barrel-chested man who yeah. tosses people across the ring like it's like it's nothing. And then they'll sit down and read Shakespeare. Exactly. You know? I mean, and another, another thing about Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon told Keith Lee that he was too smart for his own good because Keith Lee has, you know, a, you know, very expansive vocabulary mm -hmm. and he is very articulate when he speaks. And, but Vince was like, I guess he just wanted Keith Lee to be the prototypical big dumb bruiser that worked in the eighties that worked in the territory days. Like, um, Braun Strowman. Exactly. And they tried to make Braun Strowman dumb. That really, there was a, so much backlash. They're like, this is not working. Yeah. And that right whole feud that, with him and Shane. Oh. That, was the, that was the whole crux of the feud was. He called him dumb. Yeah, he called him dumb. He's like, what? And that's the feud. It's like, uh, okay. But yeah, Vince told, told Keith Lee he was too smart for his own good. That he needed to change his promo style and how he talked in promos and different things. And it's like. He's I just, mean, no. now, one person, you know, who I will say is, uh, we might as well say he's a personal friend of ours. He's been on the mm -hmm. show twice, once by himself and once part of our panel. Unfortunately, he's hurt right now. And I really want to see him make it to those mm -hmm. high levels. And, you know, that's Matt Mims. Yep. And, and I've said this before <coughs> on the show. You know, I said it on the show. And Dwayne has agreed with me because I think he kind of felt the same way. It's not very often I can talk to somebody who makes me feel stupid just 
by them just talking normal. Oh, he is so intelligent. <laughs> and I mean, it, it's one of those that's like he talks and you're just like, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm I mean, you're look- you're enthralled with how with what he's yes. saying. I'm like, and, I'm going to have to look up about half the words he's saying right yeah. now because it, it, I'm, I'm like, and I know he's not making them um, up, but it just makes me so bad because I know I'm smart. <laughs> Man. Mims is uh, coming back. Uh, yes. The uh, NWA pay-per-view at the end of the end of this month. Um, he will be wrestling EC3. Okay. It'll yeah, be so... EC3's um, NWA debut, and uh, it'll be Mims' first match back from injury. Um. Speaking of the NWA, and I know we've, we've kind of gone a little off topic, but um, I actually met someone in Louisville um, who works for the same company, mm-hmm. but she knows um, another guy in the NWA who I'm going to, I told her, I was like, I gave her the link star, uh, the podcast and my other podcast, but I said, tell him about our podcast. Mm-hmm. Get, we need to get him on the show. His name is yep. Jay, pa- Jay Power. Yep. Um, I had not heard of him, um, but you know, I did go give his, his Facebook page a like mm-hmm. in his actual like wrestling page. He actually, he doesn't do personal social media, but he does do the okay. wrestling. So I gave that a like, um, hopefully we can get that because if he's in the NWA, then he has probably at least met Devin and Matt Mims. And oh yeah. Um, so I'm going to, I subscribe to the NWA's YouTube channel. A lot of times they put. They have a weekly show that they put on YouTube. I'm going to see if, do some research and see if I can find um, any of his matches so I can check okay. it out. Uh, yeah, I didn't, you know, I didn't think about that because, um, I mean, I, it's once again, just being like busy driving down to Louisville yesterday, working there yesterday and today and then driving back, you know, <laughs> yeah. today. Um, and, yeah, you know, and then trying to get, make sure we get this podcast because I was having the equipment issue. Well, software issues, mm-hmm. you know, the other, I got the other one uploaded right before we started this one. And I'm going to be helping her with her own podcast. Cause right. that's one thing, you know, she, she asked me to help her out. And, and, and of course I don't mind. Um, you know, so, so I'm trying to keep up with wrestling, you know, thankfully, <coughs> uh, thankfully, ladies and gentlemen, Dwayland will email or email. He'll, he will text me news. Um, oh yeah. So yeah. Every up. time I say, every time I say something, I send, <laughs> I send it to you. Cause yep. And and I'll send you like my reaction. Sometimes it's a face like, yeah. <laughs> you know, the 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 surprise or the wow face, or I guess is what is called for those of you you know who are audio only. It's that emoticon or emoji that with the with the open mouth, like oh yeah, you know. Uh, Ric Flair passes out twice during the match. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he and, did. Not, speaking of Ric Flair, he did not wrestle in Puerto Rico, but him and Andrade did go to Puerto Rico. Flair yeah. did do an angle with Carlos Colon. That youngster. Where, yeah. Where they <laughs> got into where they got into it and you know kind of little you know, an elderly brawl, I guess you would say. And uh, but it's like Flair just stopped. And then Flair has also come out and said that he wished he hadn't have said that that was his last match. So you know the wheels are already turning. How can I get out of this and do another match? You do not need to do another match. Just, just, just stop. stop. That's just stop. and that, that's why you've been married five times. Yeah, you don't know what loyalty yeah. and keeping promises is, and you don't know when to just sit down and stop. <laughs> just, yeah. just, just stop. You, you know, you had your time in the spotlight, and yeah. the spotlight treated you well. It's time to pass along to the people behind you. Exactly. If you don't do the honors, yep, 
You're going to you be got that. I mean, you got to get out of the way. Yep. Because uh, even like the Undertaker, I think the only regret the Undertaker has about his last match is that he didn't do the honors. Because, yeah. but he he also didn't realize it was going to be his last match either. Yeah. But my thing is, he's another one. I know he got a concussion on the match where he lost the streak. But even if he hadn't have gotten the concussion, the streak was still going to end in that match. Vince had already decided that this is what we're going to do. That would have been the perfect time for him to retire. Just the streak is over because here's the thing. He was already on the back end of his career. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the, the the five-star classics he was having from like 2006 to like, you know, trying to think of the year. I mean, he was having the last really great match that he had was WrestleMania 29 against CM Punk. Yep. Uh, But after that, it was like, if the streak's going to end, that's your perfect way out. The streak is over. And he did the honors for the kind of the heir apparent a little bit. Yeah, you you did the honors for Brock. But then you kept coming back and, you know, you should have done the honors for Bray Wyatt, but you didn't. Yes. Now that one is one, I think, honestly, I, I because I didn't, and I still don't agree with him in the <coughs> streak, um, to Brock. Yeah. Um, but Bray Wyatt would have been a better, yes, better fit because yeah, of the, I, the characters. And I think the fans would have accepted it if Bray had have won because Bray, Bray was in line for that. It's like, that's who the torch should have gone to the next quote unquote, supernatural type thing. Yes. Um, But then, you know, he did the match with Roman and it was just sad, you know? Yeah. That match was just sad. You know, he did do the honors for Roman, but he does all the stuff about, you know, taking off his, taking off his gloves and leaving his hat and his coat in the ring. And mm-hmm. everybody thought that was the end. Then he keeps coming back and it's like, yeah, the crowd jewel matches uh, and the one with Goldberg, the one where he sat up and you know, he was just, yeah, he just had a disgusted look on his face. Cause <laughs> yes. Goldberg about, you know, Goldberg I'm, about killed him. Yeah. He's looking at him like, and you know, I'm pretty sure an MF word came out of, you know, his mouth on the camera. Oh, I'm right sure. There. And, you know, but that's why when the match with AJ, because, and, and I'm not a fan of the cinematic matches, you know, I'm, I'm just not, I mean, I'm not but, either, but that one worked. Yeah. The psychology was there. Yeah. Um, and even when AJ, please don't bury me. I mean, that one, that kind of did add to them. It didn't take anything really from no. AJ too much because, but then we let them get buried. So it, it was like, it was like a, an indie horror movie. Yeah. I mean, you've got literally, you've got this, you know, unstoppable force that, you know, this, you know, this guy's been running his mouth and now he's run into this dude and getting chased all over, you know, this graveyard or whatever. And that's what it reminds, I think that's why I liked it because it reminded me of an old horror movie. But a lot of these guys have just got to realize when it's time to stop. And he finally did, and um, and I think had the match with Roman been a good match, you'd have said, "Okay, I'm done." Yeah. But it wasn't. It's and he didn't want to go out in a bat. I don't, I don't think the Undertaker. I mean, even though he probably would have preferred to go out on his back, 
he just wanted his last match to be a good match regardless. Yeah, and that was that was the thing though. It's like I, and I agree. I feel like that's why he kept coming back, but he never reached those levels that he was doing when he had matches with Kurt Angle and Triple H and Shawn Michaels where he was having those absolute classics. Right. You know. And I think that's what he was trying and, and CM Punk and I think that's what he was trying to get for his last match and it just never worked out because he was too banged up too old his body yeah. just couldn't do it anymore well and think about there's one match we haven't mentioned it was um um him and kane against sean and triple h oh god and they start yeah. the match out with triple h tearing a um you know a peck yeah he tears his peck uh let's see kane his mask and his wig completely comes off. Yeah. He's on the top rope with Sean. Sean has shaved his head, which there's nothing wrong with that. No. But it's like you can't be a 50-year-old man still trying to be the sexy boy right? when you're out there looking like a grandpa. Yeah. And, you know, so that oh. – but, you know, one of the things we discussed before we started recording was in other companies, AEW is also improving. WWE, we know, is improving. Of course, WWE, yeah. WWE couldn't have got much worse than what it was because people no, are already it, leaving. Yeah. But now, and you saw this literally firsthand with your own eyes, not looking at a screen. You were looking actually at the action yep. with your naked eyes and saw, yes, uh, SummerSlam was a good show. Yes, SummerSlam was an excellent and, show. Uh, you had... Bailey back after over a year of being injured. The crowd went nuts for her. Dakota Kai, EL Sky. Um, it, they're headed in the right direction. I know it's only yes. been a few weeks since Triple H has been in charge, but if if things keep trending upwards, then I think we're going to end up getting, I think the fall and the winter is going to be some good times to be, you know, to be, either still be a fan of WWE or become a fan again. <clears throat> AEW is still excellent, and they've had lots of injuries. Mm -hmm. And they have still been able to put on consistently excellent programming because they have such a stacked roster that they could fill in the holes and keep moving. Uh, you got FTR, who, for my money the best tag team in the world right now. They really are. I mean, they're the, the Ring of Honor, IWGP, and AAA World Tag Team Champions. Um, Walking out looking like Ultimo Dragon. Yeah, looking like <laughs> Ultimo Dragon with all these belts. Um, you've got Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland are your tag champions. Jade Cargill, who just wrestled last night. She beat Madison Rain to retain the TBS Championship. She is 36-0. Uh, gets better every week. Every single week I see her, she has, has a good look. Yeah. I a, mean, she has yeah. like everything. Um, and, and she, she stands out. She's not yes. just another woman on the roster. She, it's, I feel like that AEW is like that with their women's division. Thunder Rosa is the women's world champion. There's nobody else that looks like Thunder Rosa on the roster. There's nobody no, else that looks like Nia Rose. Well, okay, with Thunder Nia, Rosa. Nia Rose. With Thunder Rosa, there's no other woman that looks like her on the on the roster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. you do have um oh my lord, dude. I'm serious. I'm getting I'm getting Alzheimer's. Um <laughs> half his face. Darby. 
Darby, thank you. Yeah. Thunder Rosa, Darby Allen, they need yeah. to put them together somehow yeah. as part of, you know, I mean, <coughs> not really a tag team because I'm not a fan of the mixed tag teams because, yeah. like, well, that one tagged, well, it means you got to get out too, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, they're just their characters, what yeah. it is. So, but yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, there is a Thunder Rosa. I mean, I absolutely love her. Yeah. She's fantastic. Uh, you've got her, you've got Tony Storm, you've got uh, Thunderstorm. <laughs> yeah, you've got Chris Statlander, who unfortunately is out again. Mm. Uh, she was out for almost a year. Had... Now she's got to have surgery on the other knee. Uh, she injured She injured her other knee in a match and has got to have surgery on that. But Chris Statlander, which sucks because she was in line for a big push. So mm. the timing is just awful. But she's going to do big things. Jade Cargill is fantastic uh madison rain is there she's going to be the new uh one of the coaches for the women's division um you've got you've got Britt baker you've got ruby you know you got ruby soho um you've got nikki victory who i have no doubt that she'll make her way to oh yeah uh, dynamite or rampage um before we know it i think she'll be on tv and just there i feel like they're People don't give their women's division credit enough. People complain about how they're booked, but I think they're booked pretty solid. Uh, yeah. They always have a presence on television. Every show, there's always, you know, the women's division is always represented. Um, John Moxley has been killing it as the interim world champion. CM Punk came back last night, so you're going to get the unification match probably uh, as long as CM Punk's cleared because he had to have surgery on his foot. Uh, but as long as he's cleared to wrestle, we'll probably get that that match at All Out. That, that'll that be a good match. Uh, they okay. have, yeah, they have introduced the uh, World Trio tag titles. Um, so that's going to be excellent. I'm expecting Kenny Omega to be back next week and team with the Young Bucks. I figure that they are going to win that because there's already a built-in feud ready with them versus uh, the Undisputed Era. That's not what they're being called, but that's what they are. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, what else have we got? Miro's back, which anytime Miro's on your screen, that's fantastic. How about Lana? Um, I think she's coming because there was a, okay. an angle that they did last night where Julia Hart, uh, you know, she's with House of Black now, she told uh, Mero, Mero was cutting a promo, and she told Mero, she's like, just just embrace the darkness like I like I did. And he said, there's only one woman that's allowed to touch the Redeemer, and you're not it. And I'm like, ah, there's the spot. Uh, yeah, I mean, there I, it I, is. I mean, Grant, they won't call her Lana because that was her WWE name, but yeah, um, they may just call her CJ. They might. They may just call her CJ because her you know, her real name CJ Perry. Well, uh, CJ Miroslav. So yeah. What, uh, um and by the way if they could ever miro rusev whatever you want to call him he is one of those wrestlers it does not matter what role you put him in if you want him to be a serious wrestler a mm -hmm. serious bad guy he could do it yeah if you want him to be a little bit more on the funny side he, he can could do, do that it. too because yeah. that that dude's hilarious yeah i mean man. i've seen clips of his stuff when uh on his twitch feed and yeah he is just he's really funny he's yeah he is a well-rounded wrestler um mm -hmm. wardlow is the tnt champion 
he's killing that. Um, I mean, you've just got, they're just going up and up. Brian Danielson's back. Adam Cole is about to be back cleared in the next few weeks. He had, he got a pretty serious concussion um, at the paper last pay-per-view. So he's been out since then. Uh, so um, he's on his way back. So they're just going to keep moving up and up. And I'm sure there's going to be um, more signings for both companies, you know, yeah. as people become free agents or people, you know, contract negotiations or whatever. I'm still thinking that we'll get the unification match for the AEW world title at all out. And my prediction is that's when MJF comes back to TV. I think okay. that's when he comes back because his contract's not up till 2024. So okay. the only way that he's leaving is he's got to convince Tony Khan to let him out of the contract. I mean, and I know they're actually, well, with MJF, you can say, it's legitimate with MJF. It's hard to tell because it's hard to tell. Yeah. But my thing is his best bet to, to be the MJF that got himself over. He needs to stay with AEW because mm-hmm. they will allow that more freedom. I, I triple H will allow more than Vince would, but he's not going to be able to be the MJF and say the things that he's a, that he was able that Tony Khan let him say. Right. You know, and that's what got him to being like the hottest heel in the business. But I still think that MJF is going to return, especially if CM Punk unifies the titles. They still have a built-in feud, you know, left over from the dog collar match. And I think, honestly, storyline-wise, as much as I'm a fan of John Moxley, I think CM Punk should unify the titles. MJF should come back and MJF should be the one to beat Punk because if whoever beats Punk, it needs to be a younger guy that can benefit from that. And Tony There's, Khan, for you know, for somebody he didn't grow up in wrestling, he understands <coughs> that as well. Yes. And um, as much as I would like to see Moxley continue to be champion and unify the titles, Moxley doesn't need that rub. Moxley's already no. Moxley re he's, he's a <coughs> He's established for a while. Yeah, he's very established, so he doesn't need the rub from Punk. But beating Punk would solidify MJF as one of the greats because he can say, I beat CM Punk, Mm -hmm. who had a 434-day reign as WWE champion, who came back after seven years and won the AEW world title. I was the one who beat him and took the title. Yeah, and... uh, and I think MJF is another one. Um, there's really not a ceiling. Oh no, there no. is no ceiling. Because I mean, the the heat he can generate just by a facial expression, or that I mean, he'll come out, his music hits, and everybody is cheering because everybody loves his music, and then he'll come out and make one snarky face uh, facial expression, and get booed out of the building. He knows mm-hmm. how to. And he knows how to have the people in the palm of his hand. And just when you think that they're on his side, he'll do something and just crush it. And it's like, and the dude's talented. He's extremely talented. He, people want to say, oh, he can't wrestle. Yeah, yeah, he can. Yeah. Go back and watch his match with Darby Allen on pay-per-view if you don't believe that he can wrestle. Yes, MJF. I mean, he's... Um, 
I mean, and he's still young, but yeah, he's 20, 24 or 25. Yeah. Uh, and, and to us, that's young. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're old enough that, you know, we could be his dad. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. So, yeah. Um, but uh, I, I think right now the, the future of wrestling is starting to look a lot brighter. Yep. You know, I mean, because you got to think, I mean, for the past, you know, probably six months to a year, every time people have been talking about wrestling, even as longtime fans and, and we're continuing to watch, which we were not watching the programs. We were always watching the highlights because we mm-hmm. got tired of the, no, we, we would watch AEW. Yeah. Um, but we wouldn't watch raw. We'd watch the yeah. highlights. Yeah. I would, you know, watch SmackDown some, but a lot of times, same thing watching the because it's like, well, they only have 19 minutes of wrestling anyway. Yeah. They only have 19 minutes of wrestling and, I mean, the women were only getting like three minutes of that. Yeah, so. and, and that was and that was five matches. Yeah, you know, three minutes, five, and because that we their tournament, you know, for the the queen's crown or whatever. Called, yeah, yeah it, it was what ten matches and a grand total of like thirteen minutes. Mm-hmm. So it was it yeah. was asinine. Now, as a wrestling fan, I can say, um, this is actually something I say. Come watch this because and, and I have people at work asking me. <laughs> Um, about because of all the stuff with with WWE, you know, hit the news and they're asking me about it, mm-hmm. you know. And so I've actually, you know, I feel like sometimes I'm holding like wrestling 101 there, you know, from yeah my desk. But uh, but yeah, just explain it's like yeah, this happened. However, the product mm-hmm. and which is what it should come down to is putting the butts in seats. Okay, you made a profit. However, your audience just dropped in half. By the way, you yeah. tried to fill a stadium, you couldn't do it. Yeah. And then then you and you had to move your show. You talked money in the bank, they had to move it. Yep. Then you try to fill a stadium again for SummerSlam, which you should have filled a stadium. Yep. It only filled half of it. Only filled half of it. I mean, you only got half, you know, like I said, because I was there and the Dwayne was there. Yeah. You'll you'll never see it on if you watch it on Peacock, you'll never see it. But the half of that stadium was tarped off. And Noah, by the way, he's very jealous of you. He said said so on the podcast. (laughs) So, um, but you also saw your SummerSlam is like the beginning of. I mean, we'll say it's the beginning of a new era. Mm -hmm. Yep. And you know, and you can see how okay this is going to be the trajectory is going up right now. Oh yeah. And as a longtime wrestling fan, I'm happy. Yeah, I am too. It's like I. That's what I want to see. I want to see all wrestling companies do good. You know, Impact has been really good. Um, of course, AEW, WWE is getting better. New Japan's always good. Yep. Uh, Ring of Honor is doing good. Ring of Honor, you know, under Tony Khan has been excellent. I like to see everybody do good. I like when wrestling is a landscape where everybody's getting to eat, not mm-hmm. just not just one particular company. Yep. And so, and it gives us a lot more to talk about. Yeah, you know, it does. Uh, because, and, and I know it sounds weird. There's been a couple of times we've actually struggled about, yeah. it's like, what? I mean, there's like, there's not a lot going on. And, you know, and some of the old school ideas we had, we actually had, we had to kind of drop them for whatever. Maybe so, like, like, by the way, today's Hulk Hogan's birthday. I don't see us having a an episode about Hulk Hogan anytime soon because he's invited a lot of controversy. Nah, that's gonna be a skip for me, but <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> um but now I mean and we are 
you know, for those listening or watching, we are still planning on doing more old school stuff. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. you know, it's just a, uh, a matter of, okay, what do we do? Yeah. And I mean, cause we're old school wrestling fans and I mean, you can't appreciate what's happening now without talking about what happened in the past because those gentlemen paved that road for all the wrestlers that are currently benefiting now. Yes. Uh, including the one right there, Jimmy Valiant. Yep. Uh, who yep. Noah pointed out, and I had totally, totally forgot about this. Jimmy Valiant is also a former NWF champion. Is he really? Yes. I did um, not know that. On the documentary about Roger, you know, that I'm still the man. Mm-hmm. They actually show clips of Jimmy Valiant was there. And then I was like, that's right. Because I remember reading, it's like, oh, okay. That's I mean, it wasn't for a real long time. I mean, and we're talking like, you know, like the mid 2000s, something like that. But I don't still, know. I mean, but still, I mean, he's a former NWF champion. I mean, because yeah. he was friends with Roger. Yeah. You know, so Roger brought him in and then, well, Jimmy won the belt. And, um, yeah, so yeah, the, this man right here, my, my favorite back in the day, but you also have Walker, Chris Harris. You have, uh, Chris Jericho right here. Yeah. Who is you know, still in you know, early fifties and killing it. He had an excellent match with John Moxley last night. He even came, he came out as Lionheart Chris Jericho. Really? Chris Jericho is, as far as reinventing himself, he is, he has no peer. I mean, he has, in the past several months, he has been his pain maker persona that he used in New Japan when he was the IWGP Intercontinental Champion. He has been, you know, the rock star. He has been, uh, you know, he did. He's got the Jericho Appreciation Society stuff. Yes, was, that's a new thing they they started that. Yeah, everybody's latching onto. Yeah, he was Lionheart Chris Jericho last night. Just it's fantastic, and like you've got to have people don't understand. Like people get mad when I know we got to wrap this up, but I just want to make this last point. People, wrestling fans, get mad when guys like CM Punk, Chris Jericho, Moxley. Guys like that are brought in. You have to have that in Mm -hmm. a wrestling company. You have to have that veteran talent, that veteran knowledge for the younger guys to be able to work with and learn from. Because if you put just a bunch of green talent on the, you know, on TV with nobody to work with and learn from, you're not getting excellent matches. It doesn't matter how good these young men and women are. They've got to have some veteran talent backstage and in front of the camera to work with in order to get better. Because you look at the guy, you look at the men and women that have gotten better because of that. Brian Danielson has been working with Jade Cargill. She's improving every week. Wheeler Yuta went from basically on AEW, a nobody just hanging out with uh, Orange Cassidy and the best friends to becoming a killer in the Black Blackpool Combat Club, and he's the Ring of Honor Pure Champion because he's gotten to work with mm-hmm. Brian Danielson and John Moxley and Chris Jericho and Claudio, William Regal. It's things like that. It's like, and he is him and Daniel Garcia and guys like that. They are the future of AEW, and because they have worked with the guys who paved the way. Yep. <coughs> oh, but yeah, it is time. We are going to have to wrap it up. But I mean, I, um, I'm excited about 
you know, the potential future for all yeah. that, all everything we talked about. And, and I know we, we couldn't even cover everything this week. So no, there was, yeah, uh, there's several things that, you know, that we weren't able to get to, but, but I like that, that there's so much going on that makes the yes. wrestling world a lot more interesting. Um, and if anybody has any ideas, you know, of course, especially old school stuff, because I mean, everyone's would say, Hey, can you talk about this person or, or this territory or something? Let us know. I mean, that's, you know, that's perfect for us. I mean, we always, yeah. uh, if somebody wants to give us an idea, we'll go for it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, sometimes what might be an idea, it may be just a bullet point we can have. It may not make for an entire show, but it can at least enhance and add to yeah. uh, an episode. Yep. That we're gonna, it's like, Hey, you know what? That's a good point. I'm going to, it won't, it, we can't talk about it for an hour, right. but we can, we can still talk about it for a good 20 minutes at least. And yeah. that's, that means it's a good talking point. So, uh, but yeah, so we should be back on Monday. Yep. I don't think anything is going on. I hope I not. I don't think so. Everybody, yeah. um, I'm just fighting through whatever's going on. I don't know if it is, you know, three members of my family have had COVID. So I don't know if that's what I got or if it's, just one of those summer cold things but i'm gonna fight through it anyway um and everybody else in my house is feeling better so monday shouldn't be an issue i should be you know should be able to record on monday so um and i i think i told you in a few weeks uh, my wife is having surgery on a monday yes. on the 29th so we yes. probably more likely would not be able to record that day right but you know, we do have to follow on Thursday, right? You know, provided, yep. you know, provided she's well enough for me to be able to step away. Right. Know, so, yep. um, you gotta, yeah. Yeah. You do what you got to do. You got to take care of your wife. Yep. Yeah. Just like that. This is what we do. People, we take care of our wives. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> and, um, Cause we like sleeping indoors. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's, there's, there's no electricity outside and I need my CPAP. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? I can say that I had, uh, the CPAPs. I mean, it is, it's, it's, it took a little bit to get used to like rolling yeah. over the, and now I'm like, I gotta have that thing on my face. I took it with me to Louisville. Yeah, I, I saw the thing on my face. Oh yeah, we when we went to Nashville for SummerSlam, I took it. I took it with me. I t- if we go anywhere that like overnight, I take it with me. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, but until then, why don't I be sleeping with our CPAPs? So, <laughs> <laughs> we All right, everybody. My name is. Good night. Uh, God bless. God bless. <laughs>